Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and Sundance kid. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. The first train robbery in the United States history took place on October 6th. 1866, near the town of Seymour, Indiana. The culprits? Two brothers named John and Simon Reno, whose notorious exploits earned them infamy over the course of a couple years and inspired the likes of famed robbers like Jesse James and the Dalton brothers. The robbery was the first of many in the Old West and Midwest, where trains often carried cash from across the country. A century later, these train robberies were a major part of American lore, and Hollywood made a ton of movies about sometimes sexy, bandits on horseback. And it all started with John and Simon Reno. But let's back up. John and Simon, nicknamed Sim, grew up in Rockford, Indiana, along with their brothers Frank, Bill, and Cliff, and sister Laura. As kids, they were troublemakers. John and Frank used to scam tourists, and the town experienced a spate of mysterious fires and missing horses while they were growing up. The Renos were so shady, they ended up skipping town with their dad for almost a decade. They returned in 1860, and Frank, John, and Sim ended up registering for the Union Army in the Civil War soon after. Not that they actually went to war. The Renos scammed the army by taking money to enlist, but not reporting for duty. They did this a number of times using different names and identities. This was called bounty jumping. These guys were pretty good at a scam. In 1864, Frank and John went back to Rockford and started to form a ragtag group of bandits. Sim and William joined up too. Cliff and Laura never became outlaws, which is probably for the best, but boring for the purpose of this podcast. The gang did a couple of robberies, including a bank and a store, but the real juicy stuff happened after the Civil War ended in 1865. That brings us to the train robbery in 1886. Trains were robbed before the Renos got into the game, but those incidents involved idle trains in depots and freight yards. The Renos wanted to rob a train on the move which is way more impressive. Seymour was a busy rail hub at the time, and on the evening of October 6th, an Ohio and Mississippi railway train was scheduled to come through. John, Sim, and an accomplice named Frank Sparks boarded the train as it tried to leave the depot. They managed to find a safe, holding a guard hostage in the process, and stole $16,000, which was worth about $283,000 back then. Then, they stole an even bigger safe off the train and hopped off, all while the train was moving. Unfortunately, they couldn't crack that second safe and fled without its content. The Reno gang wasn't technically caught right away. A passenger did identify them, leading to their arrest, but they were released on bail, and the passenger was mysteriously shot to death. So no one else felt the need to come forward to testify against them in court. Their case was ultimately dropped, at least for a short while, and we'll come back to that in a second. The brothers and their associates continued to rob trains and generally terrorize the Midwest. But the railroad companies weren't particularly happy with their exploits, and they hired Pinkerton detectives to track them down. 
Pinkerton, for explanation's sake, is a private security guard and detective agency that was founded by a man named Alan Pinkerton in 1850. Pinkerton famously claimed he foiled an assassination attempt on President Abraham Lincoln, but he certainly didn't foil all of them. Railroad companies and other money-making businesses would hire Pinkertons to help union bust the rise of the labor movement, though now Pinkerton is owned by a Swedish security company. It's also the name of a Weezer album. Okay, I'm off on a tangent. So the Pinkertons were after the Reno gang, and the Reno gang, meanwhile, was pretty publicly wreaking havoc all over the place, and they weren't super hard to track down. John Reno was caught and arrested in 1867 and sentenced to 25 years in prison. The other Renos continued to rob and murder, and in May of 1968, they threw a guard off a train while robbing it of nearly $100,000. Pinkerton detectives ended up catching them in a sting operation in July and put them on a train headed for jail. Unfortunately for the arrested Reno gang members, residents of Seymour who were fed up with the robberies formed a vigilante justice group and pulled the jail-bound gang members off the train and then hanged them. Several other Reno gang members, including Sim, Frank, and William, were caught in the fall and sent to jail in New Albany in Indiana. On December 11, 1868, vigilantes broke into the jail and hanged all three brothers. John Reno was released from prison in 1878 and died in 1895. The Reno brothers lived fast and died young, but they inspired quite a few other infamous train bandits, including Jesse James, probably the most famous American outlaw, and Butch Cassidy, whose exploits are pop culture legend thanks to the Paul Newman slash Rock Redford classic Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The Reno gangs also been immortalized in film. Elvis Presley played honest Clint Reno and the historical film Love Me Tender, And now for our music fact of the day. On October 6, 1982, Madonna dropped her debut single, Everybody, which was released under the Warner Bros. label Sire Records. The song was not much of a hit, and it didn't even make it into the Billboard 100, but it did pop up on some dance charts and peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot Dance slash Club Play chart, which got Madonna some attention. She ended up on the cover of the December 1982 issue of Dance Music Report magazine, which helped bump up exposure. In July 1983, her first album, Madonna, dropped, and the rest is pretty much history. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to go into an October 6th on my life and see what I was up to. All right. Okay. Searching through the photo archives, searching through October 6th. Hmm. What is this four-minute video of me dancing? This is not particularly exciting, but on October 6, 2015, apparently I had learned choreography to um, a Kanye West song that you are probably familiar with, Stronger by Kanye West. I I learned choreography to Stronger by Kanye West, and I have a four-minute video of me failing miserably to do the dance. Oh, girl, you, Miss Thing, you look so bad. Not that it got much better, though. At least you tried. Yep, so on an October 6th, I was up to dancing, which is not that far off from what I'm doing anyways now on October 6th, 2020. So, yeah, that's what I was doing. And that wraps up this episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. Thank you all so much for listening to this one. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along at 365 Days MXM Tune on all platforms. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune.
snacks every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 